to Japan now, where the country's last operating nuclear power plant is scheduled to shut down for maintenance on Sunday. If that happens, Japan will be without so much as a watt of nuclear power for the first time in more than 40 years. The Japanese public turned strongly against nuclear power after last year's triple meltdown at the Fukushima Daiichi plant. Since then, there's been strong opposition to restarting nuclear reactors that have gone offline for various reasons. Among other things, there's concern about potential damage from another earthquake. Japan is one of the most seismically active countries in the world, and the concern isn't limited to nuclear power plants. New research suggests that Tokyo could soon be hit by a major quake. Sam Eaton has more from the Japanese capital. In a quiet room at Tokyo University, seismologist Shinichi Sakai points to steady, color-coded lines on a digital monitor. The screen displays real-time readings from Japan's extensive network of seismometers, and the flat lines show that all is quiet across this earthquake-prone region. Then, as if on cue, two of the lines start to jump violently. (laughs) So what's happening? A very small earthquake is happening. A translator explains what we're seeing. This TSK is Tsukuba. Tsukuba is a cross area from Tokyo. And a small earthquake is happening. Sakai says small quakes like this happen about 10,000 times a year in Japan. And for geologists, even the small earthquakes are worth paying attention to. Sakai says since the huge quake just off Japan's northeast coast last March, there's been a five-fold increase in small tremors around Tokyo. It's a mathematical omen for scientists like him. In January, he and the university's Earthquake Research Institute crunched the new numbers and came up with a shocking prediction, a 70% chance that a major earthquake would hit Tokyo within the next four years. Sakai and his colleagues are among the country's leading seismic authorities, so the prediction itself gave the country a jolt. The government has also predicted a 70% chance of a major quake, but only sometime over the next 30 years. So Sakai's new four-year time frame has brought a huge backlash. Sakai hasn't retracted his prediction, but he now refuses to quote specific time frames. I cannot speak. <laughs> the last major earthquake to hit Tokyo was in 1923. It killed more than 140,000 people. There's been almost no significant seismic activity here since. And Sakai says that means most people have forgotten the risk Japan's capital city still faces. Yasuji Kamaya is one of the few remaining survivors of what's known as the Great Kanto Quake. I tracked him down to try to get a sense of what Tokyo may be in for. Kamaya was seven years old in 1923, living with his family in what was then a farming area on the outskirts of Tokyo. Today he's 97, but he remembers it like it was yesterday. He says he was fishing in a river on a bright, sunny day when the quake hit. It knocked him over and shook the ground so violently that it emptied the river onto its banks. But Kamaya says it wasn't until nightfall that he realized how serious it really was. The sky in the direction of downtown Tokyo glowed red from the fires consuming the city, and a procession of evacuees began to stream past his home, some without shoes, all with stunned, empty looks on their faces. Of course, today, Tokyo is a radically different place, a sprawling metropolis of some 35 million people. 
Every day, millions pack into the city's spotless train network on their way to forests of glass and steel office towers. Modern Japanese buildings are among the sturdiest in the world. The country spent billions after the 1995 Kobe earthquake, developing the most advanced technology for protecting structures. Still, the government estimates that a powerful quake in Tokyo today would kill nearly 10,000 people and leave more than half a million buildings in flames. But seismologist Shinichi Sakai says predicting potential damage is extremely difficult. He says that's because it's not just a question of magnitude, which refers to the energy of the quake. The actual intensity on the ground can vary greatly depending on whether the quake's epicenter is deep or shallow. And new evidence suggests that a major fault line under Tokyo is much closer to the surface than previously thought. That means that a future earthquake here could cause more damage than the city has been planning for. After last year's massive quake caught the nation by surprise, the Tokyo government began scrambling to upgrade its disaster plans. So far, that means providing more emergency shelter and urging citizens and companies to stockpile emergency supplies. But for many here, these efforts offer little comfort. Honestly speaking, we are not ready for that yet at all. Every day, 43 year old artist and electrician Toru Seno navigates Tokyo's labyrinth of elevated highways and corridors of glass towers in a small van. If I look up, there is another highway above me. So it means something happens. All I can do is just stay there, here, and there, get crushed. Seno says not a minute goes by that he's not planning his escape. But he says with last year's disaster still fresh in everyone's minds, the psychological toll of a major earthquake in Tokyo would be the hardest to recover from. Probably the economy or industry somehow is can be recovered, but the damage for people, it would be really big one, then probably we would be feeling really weak, I think. The government's slow response to last year's quake, tsunami, and nuclear disaster has left trust in government here at all time lows. For Seno, that means he's more inclined to believe Shinichi Sakai's controversial prediction of a major quake in the next four years over the government's longer time frame. And after recently visiting the fallout zone around Fukushima, Seno says the most important message to remember here is that people need to protect themselves from earthquake risks rather than wait for the government to do it for them. For the world, I'm Sam Eaton, Tokyo. You can hear all of Sam's reporting on Japan's slow recovery from the 2011 tsunami and nuclear disaster, including a special report from the Fukushima exclusion zone. That's all at theworld.org.